beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious in the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles, and I have my lovely co-host, friend, um, what else can I say? Community of the beloved person, <laughs> Lauren Chandler, back Hello. with me today. Yay. So excited. Yeah. Um, so can I say something real quick? And I feel like I want to say, hey, all you beautiful people. <laughs> I love when you say that. I just wanted to say it. I know I don't sound like you, but I love how you say that. So, yeah, You can say that. Um, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Well, you've had um, a Bible study that came out last month called With Us in the Wilderness, and it's just beautiful. Um, I hope that if you're looking for a spring study, I will say that. I'm actually looking forward to, I want to put these, like I got the leader kit. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually, it's still on my desk. I'm looking at it. And it has... A video that you did, right? Tell me about that. You showed a clip on Instagram, and Mm -hmm. it looks like you were in, I don't know, Israel, but where were you? (laughs) (laughs) It was was, gorgeous. I know, and it gorgeous. I was in Montana at Glacier (sighs) National Park, Mm. and it was gorgeous. I've never been there. I'd always wanted to go to Montana. In fact, um, we have friends that just um, moved up there, and I cannot wait because they have lots of room. I cannot wait to go visit them or just Mm. force myself upon them so I can go back (laughs) and and visit Glacier, but this time without having to film a Bible study, because that was probably (laughs) one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I've had children. I've birthed children. No, Um, (laughs) it, it it was hard because um, you know, it's so beautiful. And I am in awe of the, um, of the crew that can capture audio. And I'm telling you, I had to, I had to braid my hair to keep it from flying in my face and in my mouth as I'm trying to talk and in a couple of the sessions, like the, the wind was blowing so hard. I remember thinking, there's no way they're not going to hear this. (laughs) Like the whole time that I'm talking, but they got it, but it was crazy. I mean, so it was windy everywhere we went, um, in the trailer, they, they do this, they did this really cool shot where I'm like on this precipice and they just, they go all around me and it's, it comes in slow motion, but like, or you see it in slow motion, but you know, they did it in real time. And I mean, the wind is whipping me so hard. Um, the sweet Lifeway staff were like, please don't fall off the edge. <laughs> and I mean, I really felt like the wind kind of come behind me. I had to like brace myself so it would knock uh-huh. me over, but it was really hard. But yeah, you know, I was like, you know what, if I'm, if I'm recording a Bible study on the wilderness and in the hardship that comes in a wilderness season, <laughs> um, this is so fitting because I'm in the wilderness and it, it like feels like a wilderness. It felt hard and um, difficult, but gosh, it was probably one of the most rewarding things mm-hmm. I've done um, to just get through it. I even got to like get into this ice cold mountain stream for this really cool shot. But I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to do it because it's going to be oh really pretty. Goodness. I had a vision, you know, they gave a vision for it and I was like, I'm in, let's do this. So I love it. Yeah. That's that. You're so you're, you're an adventurer at heart. You I so am. are. I am. And I love it. Adventure. 
I have in my mind when you were talking about, what did you call it? A precipice? Yeah, what? the precipice. <laughs> it was a precipice. It was at the very I'm, tippy top. I'm picturing um, that moment of like in the newest Pride and Prejudice where she's like up on that oh, mountain thing. Yes. with the. I'm sure you make it look like that, Lauren. Oh, just like it. Just like her. <laughs> Elizabeth Bennett, right? Yes. yes. that's me. Waiting for her daughter, yeah. Mr. Darcy. No, I'm kidding. Yes. So fun. Well, I can't wait to see it. I just, I might just put it on and ha- get a little, you know, bowl of popcorn and. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just kidding. Oh. I would love to actually do this study. I think I, I actually might do this study. I need a come spring on. study. And if you need a spring study, this one's for you with us in the wilderness. It couldn't have come at a better time as well. So, mm. well, thank you so much for just coming back and hanging out with me as we're talking about today, the community of the mm. beloved and we don't live in the same town, but you have continued to be a part of my community, beloved, for the last 15 years, 16 years of yeah. my life. And we don't get to spend you know, time together, and we don't talk on the phone every week. We text here and there, but mm-hmm. you're definitely one of those friends, and I just actually did this not long ago, um, when I really need a covering of prayer Um, Mm. you're on that small list of people or you're just Mm. um, that person that's like, okay, Lauren needs to know this. And (laughs) you've just remained um, a part of my community of the beloved. And Mm. I love, and we're going to talk about even more, just kind of how we first met, but just sort of how even in, you know, the beginning when the Lord was just teaching me how to live as His beloved again, um, to live from Him rather than making the focus on, you know, living for Him. He was bringing me back to this place where I was allowing Him daily to fix the ache and the longing inside. Mm. A part of that was because, as we've talked about before, that, you know, I I laid down for a time my um, career and songwriting and leading worship, those things that you kind of talked about last time, how you were like, if I could just be doing all that, you know, and here God was, you know, asking me to lay it down. And I was just a little bit ahead of you in the journey Mm -hmm. of, of just God teaching me that. And then of motherhood. And, um, but I think about, you know, just how the Lord has sort of created in that you even talked about it sort of like a circle of of people that yeah. he had been bringing around me and mm-hmm. you were one of those and when i started to live as god's beloved and let him see me in that secret place it was so hard at first i talk about it in the book just the wrestling and the you know how hidden away motherhood felt and, and, you know, just being far from the platform and the stage and all that. But it was like, once all that was gone, I started to see people for the first time that started with my kids, you know, just very practically. And my husband just kind of, oh, seeing them for the people they are, not just these little blobs that needed things from me, you know, 24 (laughs) seven, but it's like, Oh, I saw them and it was like, oh, they're people and and mm. I can't just keep strapping them on my back and keeping the pace. It's like, yeah. you know, God has plans for their lives too. And and you were one of those people that 
the Lord was like, hey, there's this, here's this gal, Lauren Chandler. And, mm. and you know, I've brought her into the general vicinity of you because yeah. um, I just want her to come alongside you and, and, and I want you to come alongside her. And, yeah. and it's been a really sweet thing. So, you know, just saying it again, that it means, so much to me to have you uh, kind of yeah. co-host today again. And, um, yeah. you know, the community of the beloved sits just outside of the bullseye, I think, for a reason. Um, and I believe that's because it's God's heart, you know, that we value people before we value productivity and we yeah. value community. And Jesus did this, like he he lived it, literally. He valued those people he brought close before mm-hmm. he he did, you know, the capacity. And then he brought those disciples with him into, you know, yeah. the kingdom because he was raising them to be the kingdom. And so yeah. I know that, you know, you and Matt have been in the Dallas area for a really long time and and he's pastored a very large church there for a lot of years and you're a big part of that. And and I would just love to hear, you know, in the local church especially, just how have you guys seen this yeah. to be true of God's heart over the years that He does desire that we become the kingdom rather than even just doing kingdom things or that it's about you know connecting and building the body of Christ rather than programs and systems and buildings? I would just love to know how you guys have seen that you know, with your work there in Dallas. Yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> something that Matt started early on at the village and kind of was a catchphrase that I think we still is still a value to us today is that um, we're a place where it's okay to not be okay. And I, I think there's some that kind of sets the tone for, hey, this is a place um, to find healing and to find the gospel, like the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ that is by grace alone, through faith alone, that we are welcomed into his presence, that we are called sons and daughters of God. And so starting at that place, just always, always coming back to the gospel, that that there's nothing that we can do to earn favor with God. There's no amount of production or right living that will earn us into favor with God. He mm-hmm. gives us favor to us because of Christ, because of the perfect life that Jesus lived, the mm-hmm. death that he died, that, that, that covers its redemption for our souls. And then the resurrection, the power that he gives us because of his resurrection spirit. Now that is, um, in us to be our helper, to, to remember everything that God's told us in his word and to, um, mm-hmm to help us live that righteous life and to do the things that he meant us to give, uh, he, he gave us to do. And okay. so, you know, I, I think just always coming back to the gospel is probably mm-hmm. the, the most important thing that we do. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think when you get it out of order and you start going from, um, you know, instead of operating out of this already, um, already accepted and forgiven and loved and we instead of like operating from that and then and and instead operating towards that mm-hmm. um it is striving and so yeah. and then it is about production because you're like oh my gosh I've got to be doing something because then what if God doesn't accept me or how can I know that I'm a an effective part of 
um, the body if I'm not producing. And, and so I think as long as you continue to come back to the gospel, that it, it really is nothing that we've ever done. Um, mm-hmm. then, then, um, it, it is, it is a, a people before productivity. Um, mm-hmm. and so then even seeing, um, people as, um, just operating from that place of, okay, I don't have to earn. I don't have to strive, but God's invited me into what he's doing. And so then, um, having the pressure off of, of high production and instead just, okay, God, who, what do you have for me today? Who is in front of me? Um, that I can love, that I can share your love with, that I can encourage, that I can disciple, you know? Um, and, and, because we are the body, yeah. not everybody's going to disciple everyone. You know, we will all work together with our different gifts, our different mm-hmm. opportunities to love whoever comes in front of us or whoever the Lord just kind of opens the door to, you know? Mm-hmm. So for you, Christy, um, you stewarding well, the, um, this podcast or the book or, you know, so, um, you're, you're doing something that reaches a lot of people, but it's definitely something that Lord's given to you to birth and, um, and that you are sensitive to his call, uh, in that. Um, and not because you're, you're like, Oh, I've got to produce, I've got to earn, you know, some kind of uh, right standing with God or Hmm. please him. Instead it's, Oh, I get to do it because I'm loved because I'm approved because he is pleased in me. So, um, yeah, I think, Hmm. I think that's, um, like how it's worked out at the village for us. Yeah, the order of things. God is a God of order, and it always changes everything. How about you personally? Like where do you have a story maybe of how God brought someone into your life that maybe even in a season it was like you had a lot of stuff going on, but it was like he made it clear that there was maybe a person that he had brought for you to you know, value that before productivity and, and then maybe how you watch God take care of the things you need to get done because really the order was, you know, like you're saying, out of your own daughtership, out of your own belovedness, love this person. And then I'll take care of these outer ring things. I would love to know just if you've experienced that personally. Absolutely. Um, I think first about my sweet friend, Lisa, who, um, she's also, is our our oldest daughter's horse trainer and she's basically a part of our family she and her her daughter at grace um you know she didn't really have a relationship with jesus when i met her and audrey was taking lessons from her Mm -hmm. and um she yeah i i love lisa so rough around the edges uh (laughs) but just the most tender heart um and so you know I guess people could have looked and said, well, you know, you could have been leading a Bible study group or you could have been leading this. And, um, I had asked the Lord for, you know, as a pastor's wife, there hadn't been a lot of opportunity to meet a lot of like lost people aside from like the person that checks me out at the grocery store and they may know Jesus already, but you know, there just weren't a lot of places like my kids mm-hmm. were in private Christian school and, um, and you know, I'm around a lot of church people because I'm, um, a pastor's wife. And, 
And even our neighbors were all going at that time, we're all at our church and all knew Jesus or the, one of our neighbors was a pastor and the one neighbor that didn't know Jesus, she wouldn't answer her door. So oh, <laughs> I was like, well, okay. So there's that. I tried. Yeah. I know. It's so okay. anyway, it's okay. <laughs> so I was like, Lord, who is there somewhere in my circle? I just like, I, I, I want to, I want to, I just don't want to miss something that you might have for me in, in, in sharing you with someone who doesn't know you yet. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord brought Lisa into my life and, you know, it, it didn't make a ton of sense because it was just, I was pouring into one person in a sense. Um, but it felt right. And we just kind of invited her into our family and our world and, um, probably only a few weeks into really knowing her, um, the Lord presented an opportunity to just flat out share the gospel with her. And she Mm. was just a hundred percent ready. And it was amazing. And I mean, I have seen this, a transformation. Mm. She's still rough around the edges and I would not want her to change in that way, but um, she's still, she's still Lisa and all the things I love about her. Um, And so, you know, she's uh, been in our lives for gosh, um, almost eight years. And, um, and so it was, it was a relationship that, that might not have made a lot of sense to people. Like, why are you pouring so much into this one person when you could be doing this? But, um, it, it, it was what the Lord had given me to do. And I've seen fruit from her life that have affected people that I would have never touched. And then even, um, just getting to see God's grace in her life and, and mm-hmm. seeing her fall in love with Jesus and be loved by a community was amazing. And it encouraged my heart. It fueled my heart for more. And um, around that time, I was starting to write uh, the my book that I wrote, Steadfast Love. And um, a lot of the fodder for that came from my relationship with Lisa and um, just seeing him work in her life. And so did make a lot of sense maybe from the outside, but was what the Lord had for me to do um, in that, in that time, in that moment that that's um, I don't know the Lord's just multiplied. Yeah. I hope that's so encouraging to people listening, you know, that yeah. it, it, doesn't always have to look like, you know, um, you're you're supposed to go lead a, a Bible study with, yeah. you know, 40 people in your home or whatever. Really, it's really about just sharing your God story with mm. someone else. And sometimes that does just look like, you know, it's a person who's maybe babysitting for you or it's, you know, your, your daughter's horse trainer and, you yeah. know, someone that she was taking lessons from. And, and I love how it's way more, um, it's just simpler than we make it sometimes, yes. I think. And yes. when I went to Israel, I've talked about this before, but just, I was so blessed by just like seeing, first of all, how small it was. That was my takeaway. Mm. It was tiny. I talk about it in the <laughs> book as well, but like, but just being able to um, remember and get a sense of how relational Jesus was and just that that was very much um, something he would have experienced, you know, like he just had these encounters with people that, um, were fixtures in the community and he noticed, you know, and, um, and so one of the reasons, yeah, I wanted to have you on today specifically was just to talk about, um, kind of as I was saying before, just when I started to really see 
people and you were one of those people. I, um, I literally just had this thought, like, you know, kind of that same thing of like, what can I do right now? You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily, um, songwriting in this season, although there were probably Mm -hmm. songs stirring in me just in a real like private place, like just, you know, in my front living room, but like, you know, I wasn't doing anything besides really just taking care of my kids in my home. But I was like, okay, I can share what I have, which is my home, you know? And I remember just reaching out to you and just saying, what if I had a gathering, like a retreat at my house for women who feel called to lead worship specifically or in who feel called to write songs? And, And it was just sort of my way of doing what I could in the moment of sharing what God was bringing me through. And I remember kind of going like, I I feel like I maybe was just like tripping over myself a little bit because I wasn't <laughs> sure exactly what to do. But I felt like the Lord just kept saying like, just invite people into the story yeah. that I'm writing in you. And so I did that. And I just would love to talk a little bit about, um, you know, it might, might not have been perfect, but it hopefully was purposeful. Um, what what did that mean to you when I just yeah. probably called you out of nowhere? Or I don't even know. Did, I guess we had cell phones back then. <laughs> I think we did. It might have been text. an email at first. Yeah, I email. don't remember. Um, you know, I to me, it seemed perfect. It was wonderful. Like you had planned different things for us. I remember even, I feel like you had like color-coordinated plates and stuff. You've gone to like Party City or something and got all these really cute like plates and um, everything was wonderful. And then we had like an art project. Do you remember that? When we like painted the canvases. So you had thought through everything. It was, it was so sweet. And um, I remember feeling seen and cared for. I remember, uh, you know, so to your listeners, I was like, I'm major Christine Knuckles fan. So I'm like, I remember being on the plane and writing my little journal, like I'm going to Christine Knuckles house and I'm going to stay there. (laughs) And, you know, I'd never seen it. So I was like only imagining. And of course it looked exactly how I pictured it. Just beautiful. Um, you know, like sweet cottagey English cottage decor and just so homey so cozy um and then of course you were the same like you're just all that I'd hoped you would be and we've kind of known each other but I hadn't spent a lot of time with you especially not that that much time that close Mm -hmm. up together so Mm -hmm. yeah and then I remember the other ladies that were there and um And how um, the Lord encouraged me through them. And, you know, it was, you were kind, you were in um, a season ahead of me, not just in life, but even just in freedom and in finding freedom um, in the Lord where you're living from that place of, of, rest and, and being beloved. And I was still a little bit more striving. So I think there were, I definitely had some insecurities when I was there where I'm like, Oh, you know, am I too much? Am I not enough? Um, kind of even comparing myself to the other ladies, but, um, you were so, um, welcoming and generous. And, you know, I think one of the things that you said that when we start living from that place, that, that inner circle, uh, that when we start living from that place, 
um, that we can look and up and see other people. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking as I started to get just healthier in a lot of ways that I was even able to see you in a more healthy way where I'm like, you know what? She, I don't want to put her in a place where she has no choice but to fall or fail in my mm -hmm. eyes. Um, like she is a person and as much as I look up to her and love her, she's still just, just a person like me. And, um, and it broke my heart to, to, to put you up there um, because I loved you as a friend. And, mm -hmm. and so it hurt me to think that I would maybe put you in a place you didn't belong and you would, inevitably disappoint and fall. And, um, does that make sense? Like I, I, it just, I, I loved you too much to, to continue to put you there. And the Lord humbled my heart to, to be like, that's your sister. And, and you need to, you need to have her in the right place and me in the right place. And so, um, I think when we, we get that living in the center and not in the outer rings, um, we get to see even the people that we look up to in a healthy mm -hmm. way. And we get to see how not only uh, we won't look to them, like, how can you pour into me and how can you love me? But how can I love you? How can I bless you? How can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and not always have to be the recipient of that, but how can this be mutually life-giving and mutually edifying? And um, so I, I think, I loved that retreat. It was so good. It was, um, you know, definitely brought some insecurities up to the surface and, and, but shook them out. Um, I think for my good and then even the good of our relationship. Um, mm -hmm. and so in our friendship and, mm -hmm. and my relationship and friendship with the other ladies that were there. Um, but it was, it was a sweet time. And I think you showed me, what it was like to um, to live from that place of belovedness and to look out and see who was around me. And, and then it made me want to do that when I got back home to look for other women um, that, that might need that encouragement. That is such a good word. I know someone needed to hear that. Maybe there's even just a person in, your life that you've maybe put up on that <laughs> pedestal where they can only mm -hmm. fail from there. That's just such a good word. And, and it's so true, you know, when we really start living from our belovedness, we're able to, you know, see each other for who we really are. Like you said, mm -hmm. you know, she's my sister. And, and what I love too, is that there've been many times in, in my life, you know, that, you know, I might have, come alongside. And, and I remember, um, you know, even saying this to you guys, I don't know if you remember me just blurting out, like, there's no brass ring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. We had this moment on the couch that it was like, like, it was almost this inside secret, like, like, oh my gosh, y'all, like, we, we don't actually arrive. Like, there's not <laughs> yes. this moment. There's not this moment where, you know, we're finally going to get to this place where we're like, if I could just get there. And I remember y'all yeah. just looking at me kind of like, Oh no, but at the same time it was like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopefully relieving and terrible all at the same time, but yeah. um there was just there was something so sweet about getting to um you know pour into all of you and I can honestly say that 
the women that were there have all taken turns, you know, like you said, like just singing back over me and speaking back over my life, you know, and it's like often when, you know, we choose to walk alongside someone, or if it is that person that you've put on a pedestal and you choose to kind of see them for who they are, it's like, okay, they're human. I need to let, you know, Jesus be the highest place in my life. And then I can actually see this person as like, oh yeah, they're, they're human. They're going to be prone to, you know, hurt my feelings or whatever, or disappoint. (laughs) Um, But it's just, it's so loving, you know, to be able to, to do that and to um, see each other um, in the community of the beloved for who we are and mm. we are siblings. And I, I love that, that thought. And, but I also love that, you know, my brother and I even kind of have experienced this just recently. Like, you know, I talk about him in the book being um, such a incredible mentor in my life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when my book landed in his arms, you know, he, it was sort of this moment where he was like, wow, I needed this, you know? Yeah. And I talk about so much in the book how, you know, his words to me landed at a time in my life where I'm like on my face in my closet, just needing to hear these words of like what it looks yeah. like to live from rest. And then here he is, you know, and just in a season where he's just like, I need this. Like this couldn't have mm. come at a better time. So I love how it just comes back around. Um, and we end up just lifting each other, you know, those we've lifted, it's like they kind of come back at yep. some point and and lift us, you know. Um, Absolutely. I talk about in this chapter, you know, singing over my kids. That was sort of the beginning of seeing them, you know, for who they are and me mm-hmm. taking time to, you know, so into their lives really. And, um, and then I talk about just that was the beginning of me seeing and singing over others. And just mm-hmm. as we close, I would love to know um, who has God called you to sing over right now? You know, yes, you have mm-hmm. a gorgeous voice. Lauren has music out. You need to look it up, Lauren Chandler, mm-hmm. um, because you have um, made some beautiful music. And and even since that day of the retreat, like the Lord mm-hmm. was beginning things in you back then, but it was like, I think He was really developing your inner voice, you know, the voice of your heart in that season. And then that did end up, you know, coming into fruition and the Lord has allowed you to write songs and make music. But yeah, so sometimes you really do sing over people and (laughs) (laughs) but also your your life sings and all of you listening, your life sings. Um, You actually are a worship leader with your life. Like you Mm -hmm. can help lead people and sing truth over them. And so I would just love to know who specifically right now do you feel like God has called you to see and sing over? Yeah, I think for sure. My kids are number one um, with just where they are in life, 18, 15 and almost 12. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a real disorienting season I think and um so just singing over them and honestly when they don't even know it so just my prayer life has exponentially grown (laughs) I think the more (laughs) that I've seen how much I cannot control um I I it's it's just I've just prayed prayers for them and their life um that they would know him love him you know and then um 
and trying to live that out before them and saying sorry a lot (laughs) and then also including them in what I see the Lord doing um, and, and teaching me in this season. And then um, I would say, I think the Lord's, I feel like, um, gosh, I think at the village, I think, for any person that's in leadership, this last year has been really tough. It's we have been a weird year, you know, meeting online. And even if we're meeting in person, it's just still not the same. We're wearing masks. We're socially distant, you know, um, it, it feels strange. And so, um, I, and even kind of the two years before that were really hard for us for different reasons. And, and I feel like the Lord's, um, pressing me to, um, to kind of have a, a, a maternal heart towards our church in particular to maybe mm. step into some roles and some opportunities or, or just making the most of opportunities I've been given to love the people of the village church and yeah. to love them, even though a lot of them could be maybe be my grandmother, you know, um, yeah. or at least my mom, uh, but into some way, like mother, the, the people that the Lord brings to the village. And, um, mm. and so, um, I think that means leading worship. And I think it means maybe prayer prayers for healing, um, mm. and maybe even some prophetic prayers. Um, you know, so those are the people I feel like right now that the Lord is really, putting before me. And then I think I would add to that people that are just looking, um, for significance, um, young, yeah. um, I think honestly, women of all ages, just like, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Why do, what does my life matter? What has God given me to do? And so, um, I think that's a question a lot of people are asking right now for different mm-hmm. reasons. Um, I think there are a lot of great books being written right now to help you. I mean, even gosh, your book that the life you long for, like, um, but I think um, people that are looking for that. So if there's some way that I can help them along in that and um, point them to the Lord in that, um, that's kind of, so it's a little ambiguous, but that's the kind of type of person I see and kind of singing over in this season. That is so beautiful, and I love it just goes along with that, as we were saying before, people before productivity and how even out of that in this season, you know, God can also, you know, take care of the productivity with that order of us looking into the lives of the people he's bringing around us because that's what I believe what he truly treasure treasures for us. And so just a reminder, you might not be getting to do the thing that you were doing, you know, you might not be getting to build the thing that you were yeah. building. You might even have had to lay that down in this season, but what does God have for you? If it's not that, then what is it? What does he have for us to receive in this season? And I, I know that he would have us have that, heart, you know, where you're, you're that mother's heart, even that spiritual mom heart that rises up and goes, okay, God, who do you have for me, you know, to speak in to their life today or just quietly have a coffee or walk alongside. Um, God treasures that for us um, just as much as he treasures it for them. Because I believe the, the Proverbs that says, you know, 
when we refresh others, then we ourselves mm-hmm. will be refreshed. So there's even a life of rest that can come to us that's a fruit of us even just being in community together and walking with people, praying for people, even as you said, for your kids, just praying for them, sewing into their lives and, and including them, you know, just even if yeah. that's just like a conversation of like, here's what God is teaching me right now, or why don't you come along with me? I'm going to go hang out with this person or whatever, just inviting them in. But I believe it. it really is people that God is calling us to treasure, obviously from that place of treasuring Him first, and then letting that be the spillover of our lives. Lauren, thank you so much for, for joining me. me. It's so rich always just to to hear your heart and to know you is to love you. And I can say that because <laughs> I really know you and I really love you. <laughs> oh, thank you. So I could say this. the same about you, Christine. Thank oh, you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm just so grateful for your voice in my life and so grateful for uh, the Lord giving you a, a platform um, to love Him, to make Him known. Um, and I just appreciate the message that you carry and how you carry it. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'll talk <laughs> to you soon. All right. Bye.